The following audio is via a Skype call. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Happy Saturday, everyone. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour. If our luck holds up, if the soundboard holds up, well, of course it will, because we're working today, Suzanne, with the, the tall, tall guy. guy. Nathan, how are you doing today, buddy? Hey, I'm just staying positive, responsible, and being patient while we wait for this whole crisis to settle down here. We in Florida, Suzanne and I live in Sarasota, Florida, for those of you who don't know, and welcome if you're a first-time listener, by the way. We're here staying as safe as we can be. We do not have the level of restriction that you folks do in Washington State. Nathan, yet. I understand yeah. that, yeah, yet, because we're told that it's coming, the surge is coming. Nathan, you are on lockdown, you were telling us earlier. Almost. I mean, only essential operations and travel is basically allowed at the moment. You have to stay indoors. Uh, can't really leave your neighborhood unless it's for a... Uh, emergency to get groceries or medications, or if you work in an essential job. Okay. I just think it's I, smart. I, I can't imagine what I-5 looks like right now, because the last time <laughs> we saw I-5, it was a parking lot that we just sat on for hours. But No, it's an empty parking lot. Yeah, it's I just like guess. we have gray stripes everywhere of just roads with no cars on them. Wow. Very, very unusual. As I've been telling people, and it's been said to me many times already, we're never going to forget this. Yeah. If you're old enough, you know you've never experienced anything like it. I've been saying that to people left and right. And the youngsters need to realize you probably won't go anything through anything like this ever again. You could live to be 100, and you're not going to experience something quite like this. Truly extraordinary, a pandemic. And that part of that— epidemic. And I'm part I'm of that younger generation, too, so I can't really remember anything as significant as this. I mean, yeah, I was alive for 9-11, but I was only in probably like first or second grade, so that memory is pretty foggy to me, but this one I'm sure is going to stay clear throughout my lifetime. Yes, yes no First doubt. or second grade on 9-11. Yeah. I'm sorry if our listeners heard my arteries harden. <laughs> 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 All right, young man. Yes, you're quite right. You know, there is another unique circumstance that God knows we don't need again. That's for sure. Pray it never will happen. A pandemic, a true officially designated pandemic. It's an extraordinary time, and we just want everyone to do everything they need to do to remain safe. In the meantime, we are here. We are still doing our show, and we have a first-time guest today, Gary, which is kind of exciting. Carol Ann Carey. She is a friend of ours, a dear friend. We've known her for years. There's so much to be said about her, but we want to get her on air. And here's a heads up for everyone, because we want to offer this today, this weekend. It just feels right to do. We want to offer you the opportunity in the second half hour to call up and get a spirit message from one of the best mediums we know, a psychic medium of renown. Locally, she is beloved here in the Sarasota Manatee area. And there are some mad props to be said on her behalf. Suzanne, why don't you do the honors? Carol Ann Carey has become known as that psychic medium from Sarasota, Florida, after doing telephone readings from New York to Vietnam. 
Originally from New Jersey, Carol Ann is a platform medium who demonstrates her connection with spirit at many area venues and psychic fairs. Carol Ann also gives brief readings to her viewers and listeners on In the Psychic Flow, her Thursday night show, as well as inviting professionals from all over the world to have candid conversations about mediumship, the psychic arts, the paranormal, and well-being. Carol Ann is one of the few radio guests we have met in person. We have known her since 2011, and she has been a guest in our home for private readings. Today, we are sharing her with our listeners, as she'll be taking calls in the second half hour, as Gary said, and observing social distancing. We have her (laughs) on the phone today from her home in Sarasota, Florida. Welcome to Manson Mitchell, Carol Ann Carey. Well, thank you so much, Gary and Suzanne. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. You have many um, esteemed guests on your alternative radio talk show, so I'm, I feel very honored to be included with that group. And it's kind of different, right, um, to be we know each other socially and uh, also professionally. You know, we've had some opportunities to work together, some of Oh, yes. So, so this we is great. Were- this is fun. We rarely get to meet the guests that we interview on the radio because they're all over the country and all over the world. And so every once in a while, we'll meet somebody that we've interviewed, and we're all excited because we've talked to them before and we've gotten to know them through radio. And you are exactly the reverse. We have gotten to know you in person first. Now we're having you on our radio show. And we still want to introduce you to our listeners as a first-timer So how does a nice girl from New Jersey become a psychic? Tell us a little bit about your background and how things began to develop for you. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. It came to me later in life. Um, I understand I've had this ability, but didn't really do anything uh, as far as the mediumship was. Um, I studied Reiki healing for many years across three states. I was born in New York State, actually, in Yonkers, New York, and I spent 12 years in New Jersey, and then um, I moved to Pennsylvania and put my daughter through college, and then I moved to Florida. So through all that time, uh, I was doing Reiki and uh, learned that, uh, that healing technique, and through that, I was seeing people around my clients. At first, I thought it was past lives. I wasn't sure what I was looking at. And um, later, the mediumship developed um, after my second husband passed. I was living in New Jersey, and uh, I became very interested in what happened in the afterlife, or is is there an afterlife? And mediumship was starting to show up on TV. People were coming out of the closet. There had been many books written uh, by mediums that I uh, devoured. Uh, trying to figure out how they spoke to the dead, what the dead are doing, you know, what's going on over there. Is there an over there? Is there an afterlife? And uh, studied Edgar Casey, Ruth Montgomery, Gene uh, Dixon, a lot of people like that. And at that time, I think it was Sylvia Brown was out uh, on TV. So that was something else to watch. And it was a curiosity uh, with me. And as I learned about it, I became even more curious and just devoured everything I could on the subject and never anticipating becoming a medium, actually. But um, when I moved to Sarasota, 
Florida, I came to a small country church that was called the Shrine of the Master at that time, and I saw two gentlemen on the platform of that sanctuary giving messages uh, to the audience, and I said to myself, that's what I want to do. And so I studied there for a couple of years, still got, I'm an associate minister there, and uh, worked the platform there for many years, and, um, de- you know, developed there, developed from there, and went on to do psychic fairs and events from St. Petersburg to Naples, Florida, and uh, did a lot of international calls, because I didn't have a lot of local clients at that time, and I found I was better on the phone, long distance, spirit knows no bounds, so it didn't matter if they were sitting next to me or they were across the country or across the pond or across the world, didn't matter, Uh, spirit would connect with me. So I developed a a business uh, and a practice long distance, and I prefer, I like radio, actually, now I'm on TV, as TV niche radio with um, Goldilocks Productions, so I find that a little bit different but I really like the telephone because I, I seem to do better. I don't have to worry about impressing anybody. I just give what I get. I, do, I am not distracted by anybody's presence. You know what I mean? Nobody's sitting in front of me. So I don't right. have to worry about what I look like or what I'm giving or how they're taking it or whatever. You know, it just seems freer to me. So I really enjoy this. So that's kind of how so, I started. Yeah. You know, I wanted, I wanted to go over one of the terms that you mentioned because our listeners are familiar with psychics and mediums. And we've talked about that distinction before, um, you know, that all mediums are psychics, but not all psychics are mediums because mediums can um, see and hear uh, into the spirit world. But you used a term that we don't talk about very often, and that's a platform medium. When we distinguish between mediums, one of the uh, distinctions that we make is evidential mediumship, and that is that the medium produces evidence for who the spirit is that they're talking to versus something like trance mediumship, where there is no evidence, the, it, there's just a, a voice uh, coming through or a message coming through without evidence. But you mentioned platform medium, and that's a particular type as well. So I wanted you to say a little bit about that. Well, um, thank you for asking that, because that is like one of my favorite things to do. Um, the sanctuary that I was referring to is now the Sarasota Center of Light. That is where I started what they would call platform. I had the opportunity to meet uh, through this, this center of light, many mediums from Lilydale, New York, uh, from the UK, from other places as well, that came to visit and demonstrate their abilities. Uh, some of them are spiritualists, some of them are not, um, of, of contacting the spirit world on a, on a stage in front of an audience. Um, but that is the difference between that and a private reading. It's not even a gallery. A gallery, let me digress a little bit, a platform would be in front of an audience, which could be up to hundreds of people. You've seen John Edward do that. Uh, You've seen Teresa Caputo do that on TV, the Long Island medium. You'll see uh, James von Prague. They will do uh, readings in, in, in front of a large audience. Now, of course, 
I did not do that big an audience, but uh, you're talking maybe 30 to 50 people. And it, you can either pick the person you want to go to or you can allow them to say, I would like a reading and go right to them from that platform. A platform medium never leaves the platform. Um, that's the deal. You stay up there. And the reason being, that shows it, it has a, the ability to uh, show how spirit works, that there is no bounds, and that from your location on the platform, that you can read somebody in the 19th row in the back and still have a spiritual connection with them. That's what makes platform mediumship uh, different. It is a dying art. I studied under uh, Shanna Balding St. Clair, who was a Lilydale medium who has transitioned uh, since then. She told me it is a dying art, and it is not only a dying art, but it is something to be preserved, and it is a way of life. Like, once you uh, step into that role, uh, now you're not only giving messages, but people are watching you on that platform. It's, it can be an unnerving experience. The first couple of times you do it, it's kind of unnerving, because everybody's watching you now. This is not on the phone. This is not on radio. This is in person, live, and people are actually watching you. So um, it is sort of a calling, a particular calling. Just because you're a good medium doesn't make you a good platform medium. You have to, you know what I'm saying? So maybe you could speak to that. You've seen me do that. You can tell me whether I was any good at it or not. But that's a particular, it's an evidential uh, reading. It's a, a brief reading. It should not be a long reading. That's not a private reading. It is a brief reading letting you know that your loved ones in spirit are there, as well as the people who are sitting next to you. Their spirit family's there. And the people behind you, their spirit people are there. So does that help explain? Now, yeah, yes, yes. And I, and I think I just want to uh, clarify one more thing or, or have you clarify it. As a platform medium, when you are on a stage, uh, you are a, a single focus in one part of the room, but you are looking at every person who is seated in that room, whether they're in the first row or the last row. Correct. Whereas uh, when you said it was a dying art, is it being replaced by people who walk around the room, walk among the people? It would seem to me that it might be harder to do from a platform than to walk up to somebody and just be a foot or two away from them and be able to read them that way. That is the distinction, yes. Okay. Um, it is easier to uh, what you're seeing. What sometimes you're seeing is really what I consider a gallery. If I do a private group, that would be like gallery. I would call that, and you can go up to that person. You could even touch that person if you needed to. Um, I like to be away from them. It's easier for me to read people away from them. But some people need that um, proximity to be able to read people. I don't need that. That's the distinction between platform and gallery. Does that make sense to you? It makes a lot of sense to me. And uh, as human beings doing this special work, we are not immune, Carol, and though I don't see you as particularly susceptible to it these days, maybe back in the beginning you were, I don't know. There, but let's just factor in stage fright. There are people who, if you're talking to them on the phone or one-on-one, -on -one, you get some wonderful messages. That's happened to me. But they get up on the platform, and there are several dozen people there. And if they don't freeze, 
exactly. They are nevertheless stiff enough that I realized there's a qualitative difference between the private reading I got and the public presentation that I am witnessing. Correct. Correct. So I'm not trying to blow my own horn. Um, it's just that I am sticking up for this dying art form, uh, if you want to call it an art form. And uh, I think that it's important. This is how mediumship was presented to the public for many years. This is one of the first uh, contacts a lot of people had with spiritualism or mediumship or anything like that, is seeing it demonstrated publicly. So your presentation, what I was taught is your presentation is very important because this is an introduction to people who may not know anything about this and preserves the integrity of the work, which is very important. That is the basis of uh, really platform demonstrating or everything that you do as a medium, you have to protect uh, yourself and the spiritualist movement and mediumship as a whole against uh, accusations of any fraud or any wrongdoing, um, because we would be detrimental to the people that have come before us and the people that are going to come after us in this work. So to keep yes. the sanctity yeah. of the work, you want to be... Uh, right on. You want to be evidential. You want to give a good presentation. You want to show spiritualism or mediumship in its best light and be as accurate and as empathetic as possible because you're dealing with people who are grieving. Uh, and that grief can yeah. go on forever. You know, uh, grief has no time limit. So you have to be respectful of that. There are things that you say you can say on the platform and things that you do not say. So there's a whole different way of um, interpreting this and being taught how to do it. And you really do have to be taught. You just don't get up there. You know, it, it, that's my feeling. The best mediums that we have talked to say they they don't just, um, you know, stand up and spew out whatever comes to their minds, that this is years and years of practice and working with uh, teachers and guides, and what is the role of a gatekeeper? Who is that? Well, um, the philosophy that I trained in at the Shrine of the Master was that we had several guides. We have a band of guides around us. All of us have this, whether we acknowledge them or not, or recognize them or not, or get in contact with them or not. They are there. So that being, each one has a separate role. Uh, you would have an Indian protector, generally for Americans, it's a Native American. It could be, you know, it could be, I don't know, um, uh, a Mongolian guy for someone in the U.K., or it could be, you know, something else, uh, another religion. But t traditionally, it's here in the United States, it's an American Indian. And uh, why that is, I don't know, but they are protectors, and that would be your Indian protector. You would have a, a healing guide as well if you venture into healing. You would have a doorkeeper if you go into mediumship, which in my case is Walter. A gatekeeper might be um, uh, also considered a, a doorkeeper. They are they're the protectors for this filters for you. Like as, as I work, I use Walter, my doorkeeper, who I was introduced to a couple of years into this mediumship role, and uh, formed a close bond with him. I was very fortunate. Uh, in my selection, he has been with me since I was born, apparently, and I did not recognize him until I was you know, probably 50. So um, 
I developed a relationship with him or or a acknowledgement of what he was and we, is and who he is. Uh, that's great, Carolyn. Let me interrupt no. you just to let me interrupt you just to say that any friend of Walter's is a friend of mine. I have uh, sat down with you, and Walter came through. He facilitates spirit messages beautifully as a quote-unquote gatekeeper. That is the designated term for what he does. And this is a disembodied spirit, someone who once lived, who has a personal biography. You went in search of that biography to substantiate your claims of a relationship with this man named Walter, who is over in the spirit world and yet works with you intimately. We have a few minutes before we give out the phone numbers and go to break, and we'll fill up the lines and people can call to get a spirit message from Carol Ann Carey. You will love it. It's a great experience. But I did want to ask you, Carol Ann, to please take a few minutes and talk about Walter. Walter the man, who was he and who is he to you in that special way that applies to you as to nobody else, Suzanne and I know? He is, um, I was introduced to Walter uh, through, uh, through the church, through uh, Reverend Tim Dudley, had a teacher in England or an associate in England. And this lady, Florence, and I'm sorry, I don't know her last name, uh, could not draw a stick figure in real life, in normal life. But when she goes into trance, she can draw a picture of your doorkeeper, gatekeeper, Indian guide, whoever it is that you request. So it was very cute. She wanted two $20 bills, a picture of yourself, just by yourself, and a sample of your handwriting, writer and note, who you would like to meet, which guide you would like to meet. So I did that. (coughs) Pardon me. And about three weeks later, I received this large envelope, and I was very excited from the U.K., and ripped it open. And there's this picture of this older gentleman with gray hair and these piercing blue eyes. And I'm thinking, who is this, you know? So it was not what I anticipated. This shows you how how the spirit world actually works. I had thought maybe a more feminine energy was who I was working with. And here is the picture of Walter with a lovely note from Florence that says, this is Walter Henderson. She gave me his first name, his last name. Very philosophical gentleman. He sends you yellow roses. He's been with you all of your life. He's encouraging your healing mission. Uh, lovely note. I've, I've got to find that. And um, about his, he's a teacher and this kind of thing. So I was like, okay. So I work with Walter. I had this portrait of him. And I'm putting it all around the, up my house. I didn't know what to do with it. And finally, I would have coffee in the morning before I went to work with Walter, his picture in the, in the breakfast nook. And I finally got a relationship with him. I started to recognize messages coming through that were not of my vocabulary. You know, I'm a Jersey girl, the way I speak, and definitely a different verbiage and very distinct messages coming through for me and very helpful to me as a person, as an individual, uh, and very philosophical and always on my side kind of thing, a very supportive atmosphere. Finally, I did a little, after doing this for a few years, working with him and acknowledging his presence, I researched him. Now, Walter Henderson is a very common name, you know. So I asked Walter for a couple of clues. Can you help me narrow down something about yourself? And I got two clues which was one was the date, 1944, and the other was the, other was the word published. 
So I had Walter Henderson, 1944, published. I got on the Internet, started researching. In no time at all, I pulled up um, a Walter Henderson who also wrote uh, his obituary in the London Times. He was a solicitor for the Ministry of Labor. He passed away in 1944. He was the published author, wrote for Spirit Magazine, uh, and also wrote a novella. A uh, little book that I found on Forgotten Books, and he was in the Olympics in 1908 and 1912 as a discus thrower and promoted um, track and field in England. And it became a, a sport, an Olympic sport, because of some of his efforts and others. So a very interesting gentleman, a lovely uh, obit written by Sir Samuel Abrams, who I'm not sure who that is. But he was a well-thought-of gentleman, which I kind of knew. Uh, Walter always has a way of, there's nobody he doesn't get along with. There's nobody that he doesn't achieve some level of intimacy with or friendship with. Um, he looks, he's very philosophical about things and also uh, truthful, truthful as well. So I hope that answers your question. I was very fortunate to get that information. Not everybody gets that. But I had a portrait of him, and I also found pictures of him. Uh, same ears, same nose. So I was very lucky in that respect. I was able to do that. If you don't have the portrait, I think it would be kind of difficult. But you have to acknowledge that a guide for you on the other side has to have had an earthly life. They can't be like, and they wouldn't normally be like Cleopatra or Napoleon or somebody like that. Um, the fact that Walter was as well-known kind of shocked me. I really didn't expect that. But he wasn't a celebrity. He was a hard-working individual uh, that died before the end of the World War II, had a, a wife and three children, and at, stayed in his belief and also was familiar with Arthur Conan Doyle. Now, Arthur Conan Doyle was a judge at one of the Olympics Walter participated in. So I knew they know each other. How close, I don't know. But it was around that time. So I hope that kind of answers that. I got a lot of information about Walter. So I wanted, it was important for me, you know, I didn't want people to think I was still acting like I was five years old and I have this invisible <laughs> friend, you know, that I talked to. I don't want them it's to a, think I'm nuts. It's so about the credibility. It establish a validity to what I'm doing. Exactly. Give me a second. I'm going to talk about you, Carol Ann. Suzanne, what occurs to me as I hear Carol Ann talking is that it's smart. It's just plain smart of her to go into the backstory because otherwise anybody could make wild claims about some exotic character who helps them deliver messages. But Carol Ann invested time and energy into finding out who this person was and how they might be significant to her. I'm reminded of Carol Bromley at this point, who... Our friend from London, the excellent right, who psychic. who works with her sister. Uh, that's correct. Her mediumship is rooted. This is a friend of ours, Carol Bromley. She comes, mm -hmm. comes on at Christmas time, and we, we refer to her appearances as a Christmas Carol, C-A-R-O-L-E. And Carol lost her sister when a teenager to a traffic accident. And so her sister has hung around her, to put it casually, and has helped her deliver messages to people, that, as well as Hannah, who was a nurse in the Crimean War. Hannah is her gatekeeper. 
And I was thinking Hannah. It's astounding yeah. the accuracy of the messages one gets from Carol. And this is because you have help on the other side. And you're right. another living example of that, Carol Ann. Right. So this yes, is... I'm, I'm very glad I was introduced to this philosophy um, because it makes you realize that Walter uh, interviews the people in spirit for me, gets them set up. I don't have to do anything. I have complete trust that when I show up, uh, this is going to flow. And he, you know, I, he's arranged things for me. I've done psychic fairs where I walked in. I've had four teenage suicides in a row. Oh, family, my. Uh, you know, or traffic accidents. Or it'll be Mother's Day. It'll be all moms coming through. It'll be Father's Day. It'll be all dads coming through. There's, um, there's a, a method to the madness. Like Walter wanted me, for instance, the suicides, wanted me to, to get the vibration of a suicide. So he will do four or five in a row. So then I get um, how that feels and how they come across and what the families, you know, desire uh, to give them some peace. So that's the way Walter, he not only helps me, he teaches me. And he arranges um, the interviews in spirit, if you will, for me. Excellent. Carol Ann, I am pleased to tell you that we have a caller waiting already. We are going to take a short break. And on the other side, as it were, pardon the pun, on the other side of the break, Carol Ann Carey will avail herself of all this spiritual connectedness on your behalf. And we thank her for being willing to do so today. Hope it brightens your day as you shelter in place. Suzanne, why don't you give the people the phone numbers and they can fill up the rest of the lines. From anywhere, you can call area code 425 373 5527. Let me repeat that. 425 373 5527. Or if you're in Western Washington, there's also a toll free number, which is 1 888 298 5569. Call either one of those numbers. Nathan will put you in line to talk with Carol Ann Carey after the break and stay with us. Thank you for listening to Manson Mitchell on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. We'll be back in a couple minutes. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to mansonmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Manson Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. You may not realize how important three letters can be. For a patient who needs type A, B, or O blood, these letters can mean life. But there simply aren't enough people giving blood. 
Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs it, but only about 3% of the population donates. Without more donors, hospitals may not have the blood needed to save lives. That's why the American Red Cross needs people to help restore the A's, B's, and O's that are depleting each day. When you make your appointment to donate blood at redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types, you can help give strength to kids, parents, and grandparents who face life and death challenges. From cancer patients to accident survivors waiting for critical surgeries, your generosity can give someone more life. Don't wait until the letters A, B, and O are missing from hospital shelves. You are the missing type patients need. Visit redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make your donation appointment today. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome Becky Walsh live from the UK. She is celebrated in London as the stand-up psychic known for both her wit and wisdom. On Saturday, Rebecca Norrington returns, eager to share her point of view on how to maintain your happiness even in the midst of the pandemic. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on AM 1150. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. The following audio is via a Skype call. Hope you are safe and well, sheltering in place minimizing your contact and washing your hands. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell. Yes, and our guest this hour, Carol Ann Carey, who is a psychic medium who is taking calls to do very brief readings during the second half hour. Our lines are filled right now, so as one person hangs up, know that you can once again call again, either 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington at 1-888-298-5569. Carol Ann, I know you haven't had an opportunity yet to demonstrate what it is that you do, but nevertheless, by the time we get to the end of this hour, if people would like to reach you, what is your website and how can they connect with you? Uh, My website is carolanncary.com. It's C-A-R-O-L-A-N. Carrie is C-A-R-E-Y dot com. Uh, my phone number is on there and my contact information, email, text, whatever you'd like to do. Running a special right now for those who are sheltering in place for half-hour readings. There's a $10 uh, discount and that's video chat or phone, uh, however you'd like to do that, FaceTime. It's just like being in person and uh, that keeps you safe and keeps me safe. So I hope that you will take advantage of that offer, and it's going to stay in place as long as we are sheltering at home. So that's my contribution, so everybody can have a message, and you don't have to expose yourself to any germs. So (laughs) There you go. There you go. Thank you so much. Our first caller is Marie from Seattle. Marie, say hello to Carol Ann Carey, and do you have a specific question for her, or you just would like to see what she comes up with? Hi, um, hi, Carol Ann. Um, just, just what you come up with. Hi, Marie. Hi. Um, first of all, let me, for all of the listeners, let me just say I'm going to make get as many people as I can uh, as possible and keep the readings brief. Uh, if you can take something, say yes. If you can't take something, don't say no. Say I don't know because sometimes it'll come to you later. Uh, what I'm kind of getting, I'm getting, um, and I use a pad of paper to write things down. I have some health issues or a concern of health issues around you uh, or someone that you love. 
So I want to speak about that. I also want to speak about your mom. Would your mom have been passed by any chance? No. Um, she's still here. I'm taking care of her. Oh, okay. Would her mother be passed? Yes. Okay. So let me go there. So the, the concern, I would think, from uh, your mother's mom is health issues surrounding your mother, which you just verified by saying you're taking care of her. Okay. I want to say to you, um, and I get the word Dixie, and now that could be a pet name or it could just be, I don't know what that is, uh, Dixie, I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to put it out there. If okay. it doesn't make sense, that's okay. All right. Uh, maybe later it will, or it may apply to another caller. Sometimes that happens. I want to say with mom, a lot of lavender color coming to her from the spirit world from her mother. Okay. They shared a similarity in something. Uh, also, the flower lilac, the lilac tree, a lilac bush, the scent of lilac is there. And I want to relay that to her. I'm okay. also seeing uh, someone from a Catholic background here, some rosary or some kind of icon, Catholic icon. I don't know if that is applicable. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, so there are prayers going to your mom. And I'm talking about her legs, mom's legs, for some reason. I don't know if she doesn't have the use of them or they're giving her some trouble um, or there's a ven uh, venous problem, uh, like a circulation problem, something like that. Um, but I, wanna, I want to say thank you from her mother in the spirit world to you for thanking, helping her daughter uh, who's the R name? Is there a Ruth or an R name here for someone? Um, can't think of anybody right now. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about an R name, and I'm not sure why that is, so I'll just throw that out with the Dixie. Okay. If it doesn't make sense now, maybe later. Mom's going to be okay. Um, you know, uh, your mom is fighting with herself a little bit, and I feel that she's... Uh, I want to give you kudos for putting up with a little bit of an argumentative side there uh, or a stubbornness would you understand that yes. with mom yes okay so I want to I just want to let you know that the spirit world is, is aware of that and they're there thank you for coping <laughs> okay <laughs> um, and your mom is having a rough time because I feel she's a, a go-getter kind of gal I'm this stuff just pours out of my mouth I don't know why and uh, she's frustrated because she can't do what she used yeah, to do that's for sure okay yeah. Yeah. so uh, maybe more conversation uh, you're going to see her going back in time, relaying stories from 100 years ago. Good. Um, that's normal. This happens. People are kind of recounting. They're kind of doing their life review before they go. And not that your mom is going anyplace soon, but I want to let her know that there is a, a group or a tea party going on in her honor on the other side. And when she does choose to cross, whenever that may be, she's got a plenty of people waiting for her. And I have a male waiting for her on the other side as well. Would you understand a male for her? My dad. Okay, good. So he is um, he's waiting for her whenever she is ready, and there's going to be some dancing and some celebrating, and there's always food on the table here and a coffee pot going. So I'm going to leave you with that message. <laughs> That's good. Thank you so Thanks. much for Thank taking you care very of your much. mom. Okay, bye. Thank you, Marie. Thanks, Marie. Thank you. Appreciate the call. And Thank uh, you. She didn't even wait. Marie knew the number. She got on it. I know. She got, <laughs> she got on before we gave out the numbers. So very good. Very good, Marie. Uh, our next caller, and I think I'm pronouncing her name right, is Vitalia from Bellevue. Did I say that right, Vitalia? Yes. Excellent. And say hello to Carol Ann Carey. Okay. Hi, Caroline. Hi, hon. Where are you from? Bellevue, Washington. Bellevue, Washington. Across Lake Washington from Seattle. I want to 
speak about dad, Vitalia, would that would you understand why I would want to speak about your dad? Yes. Okay. Now, is dad here or is he crossed? He died last Sunday. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, honey. Let me see what we can do about that situation. Um, okay. <laughs> pardon me. I feel a great release with your dad, okay? I want to okay. let you know um, I feel as if my body is, feels worn out, and I was glad to leave it. Um he reaches out a hand to you, and he's rubbing your shoulder. Not a demonstrative kind of guy, but, like, um, he had a touch. It was kind of the way he was. You could, he could say something. He didn't talk a lot, but when he said something, it was relative and, and important and meaningful. And when he touched you the same way, I don't feel a very demonstrative person, but his touch on your shoulder speaks volumes. Would you understand that? Yes. Okay, good, because that's the kind of man he is. He has not left your side. He uh, he says, I am so sorry. It was with regret that he had to leave, but I feel his body was just worn out. He really had the opportunity to make a choice to stay or go, and he chose to go. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean love never dies, so your father will always be around you. And I feel he's an integral part of your life, a very uh, supportive, even though there may have been a time when there was a distance between the two of you. I feel that you worked out that. Would that make sense to you? Yes. Okay, good. So that is like it never happened. His love for you is like there was no distance, no separation, no lapse in time. Uh, from the moment you were born to this moment now is nothing but love for you in high regard. And I want to say I also want to say best wishes or congratulations to you coming up. Is something coming up for you or has something come up for you? birthday, uh, job, something like that. I want to say, uh, and I feel like I want to say to you, hold the course or, st or stay with it. Would you understand that? I don't know if there's a challenge um, or something coming up for you or something you're thinking about, but he's saying hold the course. You've got a great support and believer in your dad. Uh, he's also okay. with another gentleman, and I want to say the word twin. I don't know why I want to say the word twin. I don't know if anybody has twins in the family, but I feel he's with another gentleman as well. My brother? Okay, your brother. Uh, your brother has passed. Your brother has passed uh, too young. Um, they are together? My brother passed a few, many years ago. And was that an uh, accident? Yes. Okay. That's what saying. Okay. Um, I want to let you know that they're together and a big support for, for you. I feel that there was a rough time, just like on top of everything, your father passed. And it's like you kind of want to give up because your supporters are not here. But I want to let you know and give you some comfort that your supporters are there in the spirit world, and they are right next to you. Uh, you can okay. still talk to them, and please do. And I know it's um, very careful. I can feel your emotion. Please know that your father is very grateful to you for what you did for him. Would that make sense to you? Um, yeah. Okay. So he's very. your hand on his hand is the image that I'm getting, and I want to let you know that's the last thing that he remembers before he passed, yes. and that yes. bond will never break, okay? I held his hand, yes. Oh, okay, good. So he remembered that, and he wants to let you know, I am always holding your hand, he says. I am always <laughs> holding your hand. So I hope that is some comfort you have. Uh, two tremendous men in spirit working 
with you and for you. As there are others as well. There's a female as well. And they want to say, listen, life is short. Take advantage of it. Enjoy it. We had our time. It was time for me to go, but I will never leave you. So I want to let you know that. Okay? Did okay. that help you? Yes. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, Patalia. Thank you. Patalia, thank you very Italia, much for you. calling. And um, so recently having uh, a passing, that was very good. And uh, I'm, I'm sure she appreciates what you said, Carol Ann. Excellent. I hope so. We have Lily calling from Seattle. Lily, say hello to Carol Ann Carey. Hello, Carol Ann. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Lily. How are you? I'm doing well. And my heart also goes out to the last caller, the loss of her father. My heart goes out to her as well. Yes, it's... Uh... It's hard when we when we lose them. The great thing about mediumship is, um, for me, the reason it's my sole purpose is because uh, love never dies, and we can connect with them and still have them in our hearts. So that's great. Um, Lily, I want to talk to you about a dog that's passed. A, a, a dog that's dead. A dog that's passed. Yes. yes. Onyx. <laughs> Probably. The greyhound. <laughs> Did you have a dog that passed? It has a, he didn't pass recently, but I had a dog that passed that was very close to me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's who I believe I have. I don't know if it's male or female, but I feel a fuzzy. I, what I'm getting is the nose is what I'm particularly getting. This is not a small, <laughs> tiny dog, but it's not a huge dog either. And uh, But the, the essence that I get, I want to say female, but I, I, I have a loving energy coming through, and I've got this nose, and I see the tongue in particular. So I think this is a licky kind of dog. Would that make sense to you? Um, I don't. I, well, when you say a dog, I've had a couple of dogs that passed, so I don't know. I mean, Onyx, and you know, I, I don't know. He was a Licky. I wouldn't say he was a Licky kind of dog, but he was affectionate. We had a connection. Okay, so it was a male. I apologize. I thought it was a female. Um, well, I mean, I had another one. Pass. I mean, I've had two dogs that passed that were close to me spiritually. You know, okay. So. Uh, was any of them a female? Yeah, I had a female that passed. Okay, good. So we have a female and a male dog passed on the other side. Um, your male dog is, uh, he was like my Marley that just passed. I feel like this dog was like your husband. <laughs> he thought he was yeah. like your husband, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm the protector. I'm the man of the family. I'm here. So I want to let you know that this dog is still guarding you. And still, uh, and he's funny, too. And when, he, when I say guarding you, that if you were out in a public place with this dog, he'd be peeing all around you. Excuse the vernacular, but he'd be peeing all around you to mark his territory. Like, don't cross this line, people, because this is my gal. Would that uh -huh. resonate with you? Well, he was, we were close. I can say we were very close. Okay. Uh, the feeling that I'm getting is he marks his territory around you, and although other dogs uh, in the future, if you don't have one now or if you're going to get another one, that's welcome. Uh, he's going to help you pick that, or if you have a new dog since then, I think he helps you pick that dog. He wants to let you know, I'm still there. I'm your guard. Like, he wants to present himself. It's so cute. He's, he's showing me with wings because he wants to be your guardian angel on the other side. So I hope that is helpful to you. I also want to congratulate you, uh, Lily, for a reason. I feel that there is the best wishes or something coming up, a future planning. We were just talking about during the break about uh, – mutual friends retiring and I feel like there's something here for your future um, so I, I just want to mention that from the spirit world something about your future so I don't know if it's retirement new job whatever it is 
I want to give you kudos for that. Would you understand that message? I, I may. Let me just make a quick comment. I need to hurry, but Onyx, my dog, Onyx, uh, he was older. People kept saying, put him down because they felt he was in pain. They felt he was in pain. And I said, Onyx will die when he's ready. He will let me know when he's ready to die. And he did. About 2 o'clock in the morning, I heard my name, and we sat together for about a couple of hours, and then that Friday he passed away. So Beautiful. we were very connected spiritually. Okay, but go ahead. Uh, beautiful. I just wanted to give you that message about the kudos, about something coming up for you, retirement or some kind of planning, financial planning for the future. Okay. Um, and this dog, you were very smart to do what you did. Uh, people give advice, but unless you're in the situation and that the bond that you had is like two, uh, two spirits together, you and this dog. So I know the feeling. I had my Marley was like that. I referred to him as my third husband. Um because he thought he was the boss of me, you know. He thought he was bossing me, uh, and he's very protective of you. But I want to let you know that that dog is very grateful to you to have spent those last moments together. And thank you for rubbing my head. Would you understand oh. that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. So I'm going to leave you with that message, Lily. I hope that was helpful to you. L- Lily, okay. thank you for calling today. Call back again another time. Lily was very interactive with that. She That's- was. She was. And and to Gary's um, amazement, surprise, and delight, we have a gentleman who has called in. And, Caroline, you're just not going to believe what his first name is. His name is Walter. Walter and he's calling from Graham, Washington. Walter, say hello to Caroline Carey. Uh, hello, Caroline. Hi, Hi Walter. Caroline. How are you? Pardon? How are you doing? Oh, okay. Pretty good. Uh, I was just wondering... Um, uh, what you could uh, just in general, uh, if you had a reading for me, but also, uh, do you have uh, any knowledge of when the uh, children of Fatima in 1917, when they were being medium for the Virgin Mary coming through? Uh, are you familiar with that? Yes, I am familiar with it. What is your question? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I was just wondering, do you believe that that really was happening? I mean, to me, that was just mediumship uh, the children were doing, and... Uh, of course, Catholic Church made it the biggest miracle since Jesus, so uh, it, it's, always, it's always fascinated me. So, Well, uh, there are many instances. Uh, that's what you'll find a lot of uh, mediums come from a Catholic background, a lot of very well-known, famous mediums, because we have instances like this, miraculous or not. Uh, Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus himself was a medium, was the metaphysician of the world. So... For the Virgin Mary to come through, or the Blessed Mother to come through, the children, yes, that was mediumship. That's an example of mediumship. There are many examples in the Bible, a lot of sacred texts of mediumship of the other world contacting us. So yes, that uh, if, oh. I hope that answers your question. Yes, I do believe that they may call it a miracle. It is a miracle. Mediumship is a miracle. And right. we are fortunate to uh, be able to enjoy it and to experience it. So I hope that answers your question, Walter. I also want to talk about your mom, Walter. Okay. Is your mother passed, or is she here? Uh, she's been gone since 1970. Okay. Well, she's here, and I, I also want to say to you, I want to say to you, um, Walter, she puts her hand on your back, and she's. I want you to straighten up. Are you having a back issue, or are you slump, or you're not going forward? Uh, yes, I'm have, I've been having uh, terrible back issues for the uh, last three years, and... Uh, I just in the last uh, month, I, it kind of got better and would go away. But then uh, 
in the last couple of days has backed it up again. So uh, you, it's hitting it on the nail on the head, if that's if that's what you're saying. Okay, good. Um, I want to talk about sciatic with you for some reason. I feel like we have a, you know, what might be going on? <laughs> Excuse me, as I clear my throat. Um, I might have a pinched nerve in that spinal area or a sciatic going on. There's a, it's a pinched nerve, and I, is my feeling, and it may be debris in the spinal column. I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying what I get, and I would definitely consult with a health professional. But um, there is relief in sight. I don't know if it would be surgery, therapy, or whatever, but your mother is sending, uh, it's a beautiful blue-green. I don't know how to explain it. It, the, the, it reminds me of Caribbean water or the waters here in Florida. She's sending that color to your back, and I want to let you know she's praying for you. But it, there is a remedy for this, and you're going to have to be careful, and you're going to, you know, you're a risk taker. You know, you still think you're 20. You're not, is what she says. So uh, yeah. you need to take care of yourself, okay? So I hope that was helpful to you and that I answered your question. Oh, yes, it did. Thank you very, very much. Thank, Thank you, for you Walter. Thank you. I enjoyed that. Call us anytime Carol you want, Ann, Walter. Carol we're down to the last two minutes of our show, and we do have one more caller. Can you get somebody in in two minutes? Absolutely. We have Mary calling from Buckley. Thank you for your patience, Mary. Say hello to Carol Ann Carey. Hello, Carol Ann. Hi, Mary. Uh, I want to talk about a sister, mom and a sister with you. Would you understand that? Um, sure. Okay. Uh, I don't know if these people, I feel like mom is passed, or I have an, oh, an older woman in here that's passed mentioning the word sister. Uh, mom has okay. passed. Your mom has passed? Yes. Okay. And I want to about... the truth, by the way, because that came up oh, on the first Oh, that was the R. Part. Okay. Thank you for validating that. Sometimes they they jump ahead of the line. They don't wait for your... <laughs> to call in. They're already here. Um, Mary, I want to say to you, thank you for everything that you're doing, and I'm talking about the color lavender for you as well. I don't know why. Um, this is a very healing property, flower, fragrant. And I, I also get the words for you, go ahead. Would you understand that? Is that go ahead with retirement? Uh, whatever question that you're asking and mulling over in your mind, I'm getting go ahead and the reason I'm saying that is life is short. Would you understand that? This is from yeah. your mom. Yeah. Okay, good. There's your message. And I want to say a lot of love and blessings to you. Honey, life is going to explode in front of you. It may oh. not financially be as solvent as you like, but you're going to make it and you're going to enjoy your life. Oh, it's about time. Thank you. <laughs> you deserve it, honey. Thank you very much. You're welcome. God bless. Bye-bye. Well, thank you so much, Mary, and I'm glad that we got everybody in who Ending on called today and very much on an up note. Thank you very much for that. And I, I wanted to, uh, one more time, get out the name of your website and how you spell it, because I think there might be people who would like to get a reading from you. They see how you work on the telephone. So um, let's say that one more time. It's com. C-A-R-O-L-A-N-C-A-R-E-Y.com. And I hope that you will visit my website. Let me know what you think about it. Text me, call me, email me. I'd love to speak to you. And I do have a special going on through this sheltering uh, and stay-at-homeness. So please uh, take advantage of that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for Carol being Ann. with us today. One visit down, many more to come. We'll have to have you back. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Have a and stay, 
Go ahead and stay tuned for Jupiter rising. Jupiter shall rise. And we hope you're all staying in place, doing what you need to do to stay safe, healthy, and happy, everyone.